This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, full spoiler review of episode five of Moon Knight, plus all the comic book movie news from CinemaCon 2022, upcoming Marvel movies swapping release dates, Fantastic Four movie loses its director, remembering the comic book legend Neil Adams, and a whole lot more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, May 2nd, 2022. <laughs> you know who this is, and you know why you're here. You want all the latest comic book and superhero TV and movie news, and by God, you found it. Forget everything else out there. Forget all the Scientology bullshit. This is the real deal. This is the real deal. Worship at the feet of the holy trio of geekdom. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Play it. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fast out there. Let's give it up. What's up? Hello, listener. How's it going? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. And joining us, it's our very own Poop Night. Oh, God. What's up, Rug Boy? <laughs> it's a rug. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Oh, my God. I I stumped the rug boy with the poop night that I. That was. Is there a joke there? I don't know what that. That was so bad. (laughs) Look, I I, I audibly sometimes I sit back and like let you do that. (laughs) That one I couldn't even. It it was involuntary. I'm sorry. I saw the Amber Heard Moon Knight meme and it got stuck in my head. It was an Amber Heard Moon Uh, Knight meme. Yes. No. What was there? Wait, I gotta know about. I don't know about this. Well, I know about her pooping. Yeah, yeah. No, it's on her Facebook group. Uh, I like the meme that I saw where it was her and Johnny Depp together, and uh, on Johnny Depp is labeled Willy Wonka, and then on her is labeled the Chocolate Factory. Okay, that's good. How 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 badly has that gone for her? Well, here's the thing. She's about to take the stand next. Uh, they, yeah. they did uh, character witnesses, which some of it is hilarious. But I just saw a headline. She fired her whole PR staff before going up. So I don't know if she's happy with her team. This is going to be. She should be really upset with her lawyers. Yeah. This is going to be quite the entertaining testimony here once she goes up. But did you catch the one guy? One of the character references was testifying via via his camera video. He's in his car, like vaping and driving around while he's giving testimony. And Johnny Depp is just laughing his ass off. <laughs> so funny. So, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, there's been some amazing clips. Uh, anyways, you know, Ruggs is the real poop night. That was you. You saw Johnny Depp's pillow and you just couldn't help yourself. Just admit it, Ruggs. It it, it it doesn't look like human shit to me. Think, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's we'll inhuman. To, we'll have to break out the Bristol Myers chart and uh, give it a closer look there. But uh, that's a different podcast. Bristol Myers? Yeah, you know, the poop chart. You ever looked that up? Oh, it tells you like what, uh, what is, uh, how, how healthy it is. Yeah, how healthy you are, and what by the color of your poop. Listen, poop like snowflake. They're all very different, and you gotta find out what your body is telling you uh, when you look at it. Have you ever pooped white? No. What mm. the fuck? 
Why? The fuck? See another. That's another. <laughs> no, that's the cut. That's what happens to like goose poop after a few days. Like it just turns white and and then drifts away in the in the air. Like Thanos snapped oh. his fingers and shit. Why are we talking about yeah, poop? This is all my fault. Yeah, this, yeah. Don't don't question <laughs> it. You're the one that started the show that way. All right, let's move on to some geek news. You, poopers. I really, I knew that there was gonna be a Moon Knight something. He was gonna toss to you Moon Knight, but then poop night. The Jock <laughs> and Ned podcast. <laughs> you gotta roll with it, Rugs. I'm testing your. Uh... Sometimes I can't roll. I can. I right, can't that, roll in the poop night. That was a failure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The immediate, oh, God, for me. <laughs> it's that kind of day. It is. Uh, it I'm really trying. is. So what kind Monday. of news we got, Imran? Well, the <laughs> <laughs> transition. Well, great, great segue, Rex. Uh, uh, there was a thing last week called CinemaCon, CinemaCon, CinemaCon 2022. Oh. Why do you always like do that? I don't know. I like to mispronounce things. You mis- I you do that too. That's yeah. something that I do too. Just <laughs> so because it must be an old guy thing. You know, definitely. Is, how, do you, how do you know how to pronounce anything? It's all just suggestion of grammar. Because it's you try to look for a laugh in everything, even the way the word is spelled. Absolutely. It, and yeah. sometimes words are just funny when you pronounce them differently. Oh, I have more words I'll pronounce differently later. But CinemaCon is that thing where all the exhibitors, the theater owners, right? It's where all the studios show up. It was held in Las Vegas. Uh, and they show up and they show their wares. So I pulled a couple of the comic book movie related highlights uh, to bring to the table here. How's that sound, fellas? Let's do it. Okay, let's start with Sony. They went up first. Uh, the first news is that the sequel to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is, has been pushed back. It is called Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Move from this year. It was supposed to come out 2022. It is now coming out June 2023. Why? Uh, production issues is huh. what they said. Now, this is a very ambitious animated feature. Uh, from what they, from what I've read, the this one expected to be a lot bigger, have a lot more characters and more universes. They have said this is the biggest crew that's ever worked on an animated feature. There's like a thousand plus people. Uh, they have also modeled like 240 characters. So that's like background. In the main characters. Remember how Jesus. in the first movie they used Stan Lee a lot in the background? He was like everywhere. Yeah. So that was 80 characters they modeled total for that movie. This movie has 240 character models that will be used wow. for everything. So they showed a little bit of footage that had Oscar Isaac as Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, and Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman, voiced by Issa Rae. Uh, and then the third one is going to be called Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse. They dropped like the part one, part two they were going to do. There's all three different things. That's coming out 2024. So this is all going to be one movie, not two movies anymore. It It is going to be two. There's still two more coming out. Oh. So Into the Spider-Verse was the first one. Across the Spider-Verse is the second one. Beyond the Spider-Verse is the third one. Oh, okay. I'm still... <laughs> He seems very excited, but I said it. He just said that, and I didn't listen to it. And then he said it a second time, and I listened to it. I mean, it sucks. It's not come. It's one. There's one less comic book movie coming out this year. I'm looking forward to this one. It looks 
The first one is great. This one looks even crazier. Excited to see. Yeah, but t- 2023, that's yeah. such a long time now. Yeah, now it's over a year <laughs> well, away. And they were showing footage for that yeah. in theaters and stuff. Yeah, now. the trailer. Yeah. When you make a movie with this much dubstep, you need time to like recover. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, you play the dubstep while you're animating, and then all of a sudden you need to like nap for three days. Also, you, it's it's half the frame rate. What could take so long? Yeah, they just well, chop that's out all, half of the frames. This shit should be done in like two weeks. But, I mean, I imagine there's going to be lots of different animation styles for the different universes and, you know, different techniques. Uh, that's exciting. Also yeah. confirmed, Venom 3 is in the works. Floppy no jock. One, yay. No one's surprised about that. No one's surprised. And uh, also they confirmed that a sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife, another movie we all watched. They're going to make another one. <laughs> Which I'm okay with. That was a fun movie. I'd like to see some more. It was all right. Yeah. Did I beat you that time with the reaction noise? <laughs> hmm, we'll have to go to the tape. <laughs> All right, wait, we'll, have to, we'll have to rewind it. Who came in first? That's a new footage. drinking game that you can play while you listen to the show. See who makes the reaction Ooh, hmm, Okay, let's time this reaction because here's probably the most confounding, crazy, random news that came out of this whole thing. Sony is making another Spider-Man-less Spider-Man spin-off movie, you know, in their Sony Spider-Man universe characters. Right. This one is a very, very obscure character called El Muerto. The dead one. The dead one. He's a he's a, a, a fighter with a luchador mask who gets his power from a luchador mask. Playing El Muerto will be Bad Bunny. Oh, shit. Who's that? Uh, his name is Juan. Uh, oh, no. Juan Carlos Sanchez is the name of El Muerto. Bad Bunny. You don't know Bad Bunny, Ruggs? Uh, is that like, is that the... The gross that cash me outside, or is that bad baby? That's bad, bad baby. baby. This yeah. is Latin oh. Grammy oh, okay. winner, platinum selling recording artist Anthony. You know the Bad Bunny. I know who Bad Bunny. What, is, what's yeah. his music like? It's uh, I'd say Hispanic rap. I don't know what they what how they classify that these days, but yeah, it's its own little genre now. He is it good? Because I I understand he's pretty huge in the in the Latino he's community. Huge. Yeah. He's very big. Yeah, yeah. I, I I like some of his songs, but. I don't know what he's saying, so I don't know if it's actually good or not. Um, it's like him and I forget the other guy that's like super popular, but they're they're basically the two guys that run run it right now. And I guess there's a wrestling tie-in, right? Because wasn't he in? Uh, is he isn't he like a part-time WWE guy? I don't he did know. It like once he was in he he was in WrestleMania, wasn't he? Like anybody could be in WrestleMania. Yeah, though. Johnny Knoxville was there like, too. Wasn't Donald Trump in WrestleMania? <laughs> yes, he, he was. was. He's yes, in the he Hall was. of Fame. Yeah, like anybody could do it. So you got a wrestling character. Look, this will be like the first Latino uh, superhero character. But like, you, you couldn't find anybody better than Bad Bunny. On the other hand, he's got a huge following. This is this character has a, uh, appeared in the Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man comic number six in two thousand six. I believe he appears in two issues of comics. Total. That's Almost it. Though. Yeah, I think that's it. So but, it's just a pro. Re- this is like Nacho Libre with. Uh, yeah, he gets his power from this luchador mask, which I love. Luchador Jay Baldwin masks. is the other guy that's basically oh, huge right now. Him and Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny's real name Benito Antonio Martinez Ocasio. Oh yeah. He oh he's gonna be in Bullet Train. That Sony also showed. That fucking movie looks wild. I don't know if you've seen the trailer. Yeah, it looks good. Oh, that looks good. A uh, couple of things to say. Yeah. There are artists that have made the crossover to movies and not been bad. Sure. I think Ice Cube's decent. Ice T is decent. Uh, Common's pretty decent. Like, they're all, they yeah. can make it. Yeah. That being said, 
Unless this movie's just tongue in cheek, I don't see how this is just not another disaster for Sony. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why are they? What is going on? And, it, and it's another like who an- is in charge of the decision making? It's over another anti hero, a la Morbius Venom, right? Another like bad guy anti hero. What the fuck? Why? The only their only selling point is is if Bad Bunny is actually any good. Do you think he because could be? Because no anything? one knows who El Muerto is. Muerto no. is. No one knows that he's associated with Spider Man. Right. And if they do the whole he's associated with Spider-Man thing, I mean, it might work. Morbius made a, actually a decent amount of money, but I don't. I, this has to be a tongue-in-cheek movie. It's got to be, yeah. It's got to be like a crazy, off-the-wall, goofy, I, I don't know. I really can't think of anything I'd give less a shit about than this movie. I, really I mean, yeah, no, it's, that's the, there's really, it's really bad. I really don't give a shit. Like, I, the character's been in, like, what, a couple comics? Two comic books, total. I, ha- I looked it up and got the same picture of the character. There's even just like- that one picture of <laughs> yeah. him choking Spider-Man. Yes. And uh, I mean, like, look, I think it's great to have some diverse heroes and whatever. But like, and maybe they could concoct something that's cool, but they're not really hitting it out of the park with these. No, Sony right. has a very strange strategy so, at play here. Like, if it was like, okay, Kevin Feige is like uh, going to make a new hero out of like some obscure character or like James Gunn. Okay. Somebody that can do it. All right. Excitement level would, would be higher, but we're talking about Sony who's just made like dog shit movies. So like, I don't know. Do I care? No, it's not. I was like, wow, what is this? What Sony? Yeah. When I saw it shared on my. Yeah timeline I, I was going is this a joke like that seems like a fuck? joke this is real you think that sony's gonna get their shit together f- to, to create a completely new character i mean look there's a market to be tapped here right but we got a a, a person who's very popular yes you have a big fan base with this person yes yeah so uh you know but Jared Leto also has a fan base, and he's also a musician that has. You That's know, true, and he's got a legit band also. Yes, and they made money, but they made a dog shit movie. So I don't know. It's like, is it? It'll probably make money, but it will probably be dog shit. So, I mean, if it's, you, you know, if it gets new people into superhero movies, great. They also showed a little bit of footage from Craven the Hunter, and it was essentially uh, that Aaron Taylor Johnson running. I guess that's all. But again, they're, mm. they're making a Madam Web movie. They've cast the, like the young Madam Web uh, and another Venom, and this is just a mess with the Sony Spider-Man universe. I think it's amazing. Listener, let us know what you think. Join the conversation. We have a Facebook group called Jock and Nerd Nation. Link in the show notes. Uh, it's a closed, exclusive group just for you, just for us. There's Moon Knight spoiler threads. I've been posting in there every time there's a show that we review. There'll be spoiler threads. David Zika posted an Ozark spoiler thread. Thank you for doing that, Zika. So if you're watching that show, Rugs, the second part of the season four is out. I don't know if you watched it. What? Ozark? O- Ozarks, yes. No, not yet. Okay. Damn, I got to fucking do that. Yes, there's a lot to watch. Anyways, next thing, CinemaCon Universal. The highlight here, we've got a final Jurassic World Dominion trailer. And Anthony, let's start with you. Did you get a look at this trailer? Where's your expectations? Are we, here? Are we here for this third in the, this new sequel? I think of the three that they've made now, this being the third. On paper, this one actually has the most interesting concept because you've completely flipped everything. And you now have the dinosaurs roaming amongst regular people. So I think it has the potential to be fun and and 
exciting. It probably won't make a ton of sense because none of these movies have no, made a ton don't. of sense since the original Jurassic Park. But again, I think they cut a and had a well cut trailer. Yeah. Seems to be a little bit more focused on the the baby. The baby yeah, Blue raptor. has a baby somehow. Life yeah. finds a way. Life finds life, a way. Life she finds a way. Something. They brought all the old crew back. I mean, they're doing yeah. They're doing all the steps that these movies do, where they bring back this old crew with the new crew and all that stuff. The new crew hasn't been has been less than stellar, to say the least. The only the only thing that's been likable about the new crew is the fact that they've made the Raptors good guys. Right. So that's the only exciting. And then like the T Rex and the Raptors good guys. But we'll see. I think I think. This one has a, is an interesting concept for sure on paper, so I think they can have a lot more fun with this. I'm excited to see more last one. more Jeff Goldblum. Give me more. There was a lot of Jeff Goldblum in this trailer. I was like, oh, man, he's got a big part. Rugs, what'd you think of this? I like it. I like the new baddie, the Giganotosaurus, or I think is I that said what it. Is? I don't know if I said it right, but yeah, that's what it is. It's they're making it, they're hyping it up because it's really not. I don't think it could take on a T Rex. Like I don't think they even existed at the same time, but um. It's bigger than the T Rex, but I don't think it's got the bite power of a T Rex. It's probably. I like that. I like that he's actually giving he's analyzing real, the, sti- yeah. Yeah, the real statistics. Gigantic well, there's nerds out there. <laughs> I got Nick Chev. He's gonna give me the fucking the litany after I do this. He said I said it wrong. I'm wrong about. I'm probably wrong about everything I said. It's got right feathers. Now. They got a dino with feathers. <laughs> I will say, I thought the action beats in this trailer look a lot of fun. Like I'm definitely. Yeah. Geek boner for this now after this trailer. The chase scenes look look pretty cool, you know, in the streets of Europe. I think it's hilarious now that the accepted way to stop dinosaurs, you see multiple people doing this. You just hold your hand up. You just stand there and hold your hand up and they, yeah. they, they will stop, I guess. Like there's one there's one scene where there's three people, they're all just standing there, stop, holding their hand. I'm like, does that work? Yeah. <laughs> And then when you're getting you, attacked by a bear, what do they tell you to do? They tell you to stand there stop. and raise your hand. I'm the human. That's what they tell you to do. I mean, if you were to look at this realistically, <laughs> there's no fucking way these dinosaurs would get out of control like this. Like we would, we would be fucking mowing these motherfuckers down. There'd be a lot more machine gun action. Yeah, probably. it would just be yeah, just missiles and rocket launches yeah, like, right was, into the mouth. It would be like a done deal. Yeah, but give me the chain gun. We're here. Yes, we yeah. need to save them. I think maybe we want to save them. We don't want to save them. They keep flip flopping. Just keep I don't making know what more. We just keep printing them out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just wondering what the, they've already done the route where the T Rex and the and the Raptor fight the bad dinosaur. So isn't the daughter the, like a mutant or something? Yeah, is that she's the clone, clone girl? That's the clone yeah, girl that, clone. that, that, yeah. that let them all go in the last movie. She's the clone girl. Where in the last one yeah. she frees them and says something along the lines of. They're free now, like me. <laughs> like she equates herself to a dinosaur or something this like that. I forgot the exact yeah, line. It's all her fault. This whole movie. Uh, I thought she was fault. like a mutant of some kind, but I guess she's just a clone. Yeah, yeah they introduced clone. clones out of nowhere. Remember? Yeah, uh, for some reason, didn't make any sense. All right, well, that's coming out uh, later this year. When I don't know, it's coming out. Get excited. Let's move on to the Warner Brothers. Uh, so their big announcement they started with is no surprise again here. The Batman 2 is happening with Reeves and Pattinson returning. Nice. Um, and yeah, it's on HBO Max now. A lot of people are watching it for the first time. Uh, it's fun. I've heard some negativity. I, I have too. I have too. That's what I got to say. But <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah. From just like average people. The two comments I've gotten is this is a fucking uh, it's not a fun movie. 
It's just a little too browbeaten. And then the other one today was like, Batman didn't win. The whole time, Riddler's minute, Batman didn't win in this one. I don't like when Batman doesn't win. That was the other criticism. I was like, eh, yeah, you got a point. He's learning. Well, uh, the, the biggest criticism that I hear is besides that it's long and that nothing really happens is that, <laughs> is that um, they don't like Pattinson as Bruce Wayne. Oh, okay. Okay. Like mouthing off to Art, uh, Art yeah. Alfred. Oh, yeah, he was like, mean. A lot of people, he, that was mean. He's a jerk. He's a biatch. We, we addressed all we that. We did. He wakes we up and he, the first thing he goes, why'd you lie to me? And he's like, dude, he just took a bomb to the face for you. <laughs> <I'm not some laughs> he just woke up from a coma. Yeah, he was in his coma. But he's a dick. And he just yelled at him. Relax. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, it's a little emo. You know, that's what's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Then they showed a flash sizzle reel. And I thought this was interesting. Apparently, this flash sizzle reel was very Batman heavy. I wonder why. Showing a bunch of bat suits, uh, him riding on the bat cycle. And a good shot of Keaton as Batman bringing back the line, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. I was like, oh, shit. He's did Batman say that? He did. Michael, no, but he, was saying, like, he only says it in the movie. He never says it in the comics. I don't no, think he's ever a, said, that is a nuts. Tim Burton, Michael Keaton, Bruce Wayne thing right there. But it's Yeah, Bruce says it. One of my favorite lines in that movie, though. Come on. It's a quotable line. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, people said it looked good. They're still, of course, dealing with the Ezra Miller situation over there. Here's something interesting that I learned. So Olivia Wilde's up there, right? Olivia Wilde. She's got a movie coming out. She's up there, and somehow this lady gets all the way to the front of the stage during her presentation with the manila envelope and slides it to her somehow. And everyone's watching this. Olivia Wilde picks it up, and everybody assumes that maybe like it's a script. Someone's slipping her a script. She t- takes it out, looks at it. She puts it back and just goes on. Doesn't even mention it. Goes on with the presentation. Apparently, these were custody papers because she's in the middle of a, uh, a custody battle over children with Jason Sudeikis. She got served fucking custody papers in the middle of her presentation. How that person got to the stage, I'm not sure. Well played. But, but <laughs> so... So Dave, I find that to be unbelievable. Yes. Yeah, that's some crazy like, Machiavellian shit. Going but on. Jason Sudeikis went on record saying he did not know when she was going to sure. get served. Right. Of then I read, a, I read another yeah. article from a lawyer who goes, there's no way Sudeikis didn't know when this was going to happen. The clients are informed when and where every step of the way. He's like, I find it hard to believe that he didn't know this was going to happen. Oh, yeah. In public. I was like, damn, that's, that's the his, uh, shit. He was doing his Ted asshole. He did Ted. Yeah, it's Ted asshole. Not the last time. I was like, yeah. wow. Wow. That was a crazy moment. Uh, so, yeah, that happened. Uh, there's a Shazam 2 trailer that should be out soon. They show that Aquaman 2 featurette showing Black Manta as the bad guy. Uh, with See all the petitions to get, uh, what's her Amber name? Heard. Amber Heard. Amber yes. Heard out of the movie. Three, it's up to 3 million I want to be in the movie more. <laughs> Can I sign a petition? Can we double? So, okay, a couple of things. There's a petition I've heard. It's up to 3 million names to get her out of the Aquaman 2. Apparently, For she what? has. For made, what? Why? I don't know. I don't know. She, she almost killed Johnny Depp. I, I mean, she's, yeah, because she's she punching a bottle at him. Like, I mean, okay. Like. Doesn't mean she shouldn't be in a movie. Like, if she got arrested for it or whatever, they still don't even know what happened. Apparently, she's got like ten Not minutes to defend in the movie. her, but she's right. probably nuts. But like, yeah, I don't know what people are so upset about. Well, but think about Warner Brothers in this presentation. They got two movies with two separate problematic problematic talent. 
Yeah. And well, this dude's just getting in trouble with the cops and stuff. Like cops are called. Yeah. There's things happening. Ezra Miller. Yeah. There's complete strangers. But will they treat both cases e- equally? This is going to be interesting. If they have a, a sort of punishment for one, does it well, carry over to the other? Well, one guy could go to jail. There's a difference. Correct. There. Well, like one thing is like a domestic dispute where right. it's like you don't even know what's happening. He said, she said, like they're both it's obviously court of public opinion weird. at this point. Yeah. yeah. You know, all kinds of crazy shit. There's people going to the bathroom on beds. There's yeah. bottles being thrown. <laughs> yes. There's all kinds of shit. There's like, you know, yeah, this is a whole ball. This is like, dude, or, or they are fucking fucking with pe- regular people. They're throwing shit at people. Like, unhinged. Threatening them. Yeah. Like, you're not safe from Ezra Miller. No. Like, <laughs> no, you fucking look at this dude wrong, or this woman, this, I don't know, this person the wrong way. They will punch the shit out of you, probably. Yeah. Well, well, they, you don't know what they're going to do. I'll say this about Ezra Miller. If I saw him in public, or saw them in public, right? I'm willing to bet if we locked a room, I'm coming out of that room alive, and he's not. <laughs> I'll, I'll put my, I just don't think I'll, I'll I don't think they're a threat. I don't think they're a threat. Okay, okay, that's fair well, enough too. I mean, I, yeah, no, I, I, what I'm what I, he's de- they he they are definitely a menace to society right. right now. But what I'm also saying is, if someone just punches that guy in the face, he's, well, okay, it's well, over. Uh, let's change the let's change the the who's in the room. If Imran's in the room with Ezra Miller, who comes out? I think they're both staying in the room forever. Is there a chair? <laughs> they're blowing each other. Yeah. Is there anything he can throw at me in the room? I need to know. Is this a clean room? Can he throw a chair at Imran me? would just immediately start blowing. I think I could take Ezra Miller. I, I don't well, think there would be a discussion. Well, if Imran it came down to that, I could probably take them. <laughs> I'll take them in the way. Have you ever thrown a punch in your life? And expose I? His belly. I mean, with Have you ever been into a, an altercation n- n- with another man? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I don't know what, like, as an adult, what it feels like to have, like, land, you know, a punch. So Not something to be proud of. No, I, I don't, I, you know, I don't have that experience. I don't I don't want to have that experience. But sometimes no. you need to have that experience. It depends on the situation. I, I crave it, but, you know. <laughs> you crave it, the hunter's it. Yes. All right. And then the last thing, Warner Brothers, surprise, The Rock shows up, and he's got a Black Adam trailer. So we're probably going to see that. Also, I would like to see it coming soon. I don't know if any of this stuff, none of it seems to have hit the YouTubes or anything. Maybe they're going to wait a little while. Uh, let's finish up with Disney. Uh, Fiji comes out and he said he's he was just at this retreat. And when he's done here, he's going to go back to retreat. And they are sitting down. And they are planning out the next 10 years of the MCU. So go oh, shit. We're going to have I would love to be at this retreat, right? What yeah. I mean, I love that he's actually thinking about like we're you don't got to worry about this shit ain't going away at least for another ten years. I wonder if there's strange rules at this retreat. Like, do you have to be naked the whole time? <laughs> you can't look anyone in the eye. <laughs> it becomes a Waco situation. Yeah, Anthony, what do you think they're ta- What do you think they're planning here? I mean, I who knows, right? I the I would think in the next ten years they're more than likely adding in mutants. They're more than likely planning out different aspects of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where it be Midnight Suns, X-Men, Avengers spinoffs, multiverse stuff. I'm just curious how they how they plot all of this, because I remember reading something a while back where they everyone thought they had this grand plan for all this stuff, yeah. and Fahey was basically like, 
Yeah, a lot of it we just came up with on the fly. Well, there's some other. We got a new story that kind of confirms that, like maybe the you know the order of movies isn't as connected as we thought. But you got to have a big outline, right? So it, I would love to see like the whiteboard, the big picture thing. Yeah. What what names, what titles, what IP is on there? One hundred percent. Yeah, that would be. I mean, it'd be cool to see what that That'd is. That'd be amazing. We're not going to see that, but it's good no. to see that he is. He's he's thinking about it. It's not going anywhere. Let's see if we can keep up the fucking momentum. They did screen the first 20 minutes of Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, a movie that is premiering right now as we record Monday night. It is premiering now. It's going to be shown. So if you don't want spoilers, we'll talk about it a little bit later because they have been the, the TV spots with spoilers. Stay off the Internet. But it will be out for reviewers. And it's coming out this week. We'll get to that in a second. There was nothing on Thor 4. They showed a little bit of Black Panther 2. And then, big Avatar news. We have the name of the sequel that's coming out next year. It's called, Av- it's called? Avatar The Way of the Water. I don't know. Lame. I don't know if I really enjoy that title. Well, we'll see if, uh, if Cameron's still got it. Because that's all he's been working on for 20 years. For 25 or years since the last movie 75 came years. Out. Yes, it seems like that. It's been 13 years. We will see very soon. They showed him a teaser trailer that is going to first appear in front of Doctor Strange 2 in theaters before hitting online a week later. What's funny about Avatar is that I remember when that movie came out, how big it was and how it brought back 3D and it's still one of the all-time top-grossing movies ever. But for a movie that big, at least in my opinion, it's not a part of the cultural zeitgeist that you would think it is supposed to be. Like. All his other movies are still talked about, but no one really talks about Avatar, in my opinion. No, you're right, and it's going to be interesting to see if people still fucking care about Avatar. It's coming out in December, but they are going to re-release a remastered version of the first one, which I think is a smart move, because it's been 13 years. In the theaters, it's still one of the best 3D movies I think I've ever seen. Yeah, because he, he actually thought about the 3D. And same with this one. This thing is shot entirely in 3D. It's underwater. From the He's re- doing 3D again? Uh, I believe so. Wow. And from what I read of some He's of the description. He's doing 5D. Yeah, it's going to be up your nose. The movie <laughs> yeah. goes into your nose holes. They fill the theater with water. So you, and, and- <laughs> Rugs, can Cameron, does Cameron still have it? Do people? Uh, can he make people care about Avatar again? I don't know. But if anyone can do it, it's gonna be him. It's, it's the Can Man. The Can Man can. That's right. I mean, every other movie he's made, for the most part, is still talked about to yeah. this day. Yeah. But not many many people talk about Avatar the same way. And you forget, and they call it like you know, Dances with Wolves or a Fern Gully ripoff. But it's the. I mean, I kind of. I might watch it again. It's still pretty spectacular and visually resting. I don't know if I'll go name, to the theaters. Name one line in Avatar. I can't even think of one. Right? But the family is back in this movie. The, the, well, you can definitely think of a line from Titanic. Yeah. Terminator. Yeah. Uh, Terminator. Aliens. Aliens. Uh, every yeah. other Cameron movie, yes. Yeah, there's, there's no, no like catchphrase. No, what's the moment? Or what's the moment you think, think of in Avatar? Sully. The guy's name is Sully, right? Is that one of the characters? Mm-hmm. I think so. He's got, they got long tails and they plug it into the butt of the flying thing. I don't know. Fly around. I don't know. There's no like catchphrase, right? The Navi. There's, nothing, there's no like moment where you go, you ride on that movie and go, you, I always can think of that. It's true. 
It's very true. That's why nobody talks about it. I like right. when they ride the animals for the first time. Yeah, that is kind of really... cool. And it goes off the cliff and you go down and and then you swoop up. But with is that him. as big a moment as when Leo draws no. uh, Rose no. naked no. with the pendant on? No. Oh. Draw or, me like yeah. one of your French girls. Or, or where he's on the bow of the ship and he's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the moment when, uh, when uh, what's his face? The T-1000 goes through the the uh the 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 jail cell and the guy the pet like the toothpick drops out of the guy's mouth he's like what the fuck that movie is full of moments every moment in that movie is amazing and iconic yeah it's a great movie it's such a fucking great movie you just it's just weird that that movie and avatar is i think first or second all time and yet no one no one talks about avatar no one no one's like man you know what movie i really love to rewatch avatar No, it's nobody's Christmas movie. No, it's no one's like it's not a movie that's played like it's not an extremely rewatchable movie, even though it's a good movie. But no one's. It's just long. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's four more coming, so fucking yeah, strap it. Three more, right? Yeah, three or four more. Four more. There'll be five total. Apparently, he's, he's been like hanging out underwater all these years, and I think doing he, shit. Yeah, I, I think he know. has gills now. Yeah, he's mutated. The fucking we'll Aquaman. see. What What I'll say about Cameron is. We'll see how how it fares when it comes out, but if it stinks, everyone's gonna look back at this and be like, "Man, you had all these years, and we get that you like you have you're in a position to do what you want, but we wish you would have done other things and just focus." I on I know Avatar. he could have done. How many things could he have done in 13 years and franchises created? And I mean, he he helped a little bit with that uh, the Robert Rodriguez movie, right? With the, Alita, yeah, yeah, Alita Battle Angel, which I kind of like that movie. It's fucking that little movie looked cool. So, so yeah, everything kind of rides on if these sequels are, are yeah. good. This is what you've been fucking stowing, you know, hiding out for. This better be fucking good. Okay, back to Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness coming out this week. Can't wait to see it. I was watching the premiere. I'm so pumped. Where's the pumped? Uh, He's just, he is I'm too pumped. Yeah, me too. Now, just before we started recording, Anthony, we were talking about how there's a lot spoilers. Like, do spoilers even care? Do the studios even care anymore? Because they are putting out so many TV spots revealing some of the cameos that we have been like guessing about this mm. whole time, and now it's like concretely in the fucking thing. Oh, yeah. I'm not gonna say them because me they either. are spoilers, yeah. and even though they're on TV, I don't want to ruin it for people that are holding out for the movie. But what I'll say is. They are showing things, which makes me think either one of two things. One, they're getting desperate with the marketing, mm. which I, I don't like. Or two, that there's more in the movie, and that's just, this is just a tease of what there is to come. I hope it's Yeah, two. it's like a gimme. Yeah. I mm. hope it's two, and everything we've seen is in like the first half hour of the movie, right? And then or, it gets or that, wacky. or it's just like they there's so much that they're gonna throw in there that they can let they can give you these breadcrumbs because there's there's a lot more jeez there's gotta be a lot more if they're i they're, hope so they're i hope us. they're not doing it because they're looking at the marketing and going man this is trending not the right way and we need to start beefing this up i don't think there's any reason to give away anything no. that you to get people in the theaters people are already going it's like who are they selling this movie to? There's already did they not already? We I went and bought tickets. Every, every seat was full. I know, right? Me too. On that Thursday, I was like, oh shit, this was weeks ago. The fucking shit was full. I, and it's also interesting. This is a movie like what? What is prerequisite viewing? Say for someone, you can't just walk into this, right? There's a bunch of movies. I think you got to watch like right. all seven of the movies that Doctor Strange is in. You're not getting like casual. Oh, what do you want to see tonight? They yeah. got this Doctor Strange movie. Do you want to see that? I don't know. I didn't see the other ones. And it's gonna be He's hard. Doing that. 
Well, it's going to be hard bringing someone who's not in the MCU because not only would they have to have watched the first movie, not only would they have to have gotten through Infinity War and Endgame and Spider-Man No Way Home, they would have had to set through a whole season of television Yeah, this to understand is, I, all of this. I really don't think that they're thinking it through. They're like, they're just wasting, episode. they're wasting the theater experience. Think, like, think about how much better the theater experience if you don't know that much going in. Yeah, I was surprised. This isn't a spoiler, but I was surprised that even in that first trail, first or second trailer we got, that you could hear Patrick Stewart's right? voice. That was amazing that they let that out. I was like, oh shit, they're doing this. Yeah, I thought that was a strange thing to do. No pun intended. Well, they did it with Thor Ragnarok. Like, I really wish they hadn't shown Hulk talking. Like, imagine if you had watched that, he didn't know Hulk was going to speak. Mm. That would have been crazy. But I think anticipation is still high. They're still expecting this to open. Uh, $150 million plus maybe 175 maybe 200 That's about, that was our estimate. Should we give our prediction? Give a, I'm going to, I'm, I'm putting mine at 185 now. 185. I'm going to say 185. It's probably going to break that. And the, what's the prediction? Uh, anywhere from 150 to 200 million. I'm going to go, I went conservative last time and it bit me in the asshole. Oh, right. So I'm going to go 200. Oh, see, I think that's a good one. I'm going to go 220. Oh, shit. Wow. Oh, shit. 220. I mean, again, we said, mentioned Spider-Man open to 260. It's not going to do Spider-Man numbers. If they're showing stuff because they got more in, in the tank, then they're going to break records because people are going to be talking Once about it. Once people start talking about it, yeah. Uh, there is a great article from Rolling Stone. Uh, it's an interview with Sam Raimi. You learn a lot of interesting things, such as his plan for Spider-Man 4 was to have Bruce Campbell be Mysterio. Hmm. And he also wanted to use Craven the Hunter in Spider-Man 4. That never happened. Uh, my question is, do we get a Bruce Campbell cameo and or Sam Raimi's car? Both of those things are always in every Sam Raimi movie. Yes. Which, which is Sam so. Raimi's car? It's uh, it's like the big gold Impala, Chevy Impala. Oh, the Uncle Ben car? Yes, the Uncle Ben car. That is Sam Raimi's car. Oh. He puts that in every movie. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see the Bruce Campbell cameo. And then the other interesting bit was about him working with Kevin Feige and the irony that in, when he was making the Spider-Man movies, which came out 20 years ago, the first movie. Think about that. That's crazy. He did that movie 20 years ago. Kevin Feige was there, right? As like a production assistant. Now... 20 years later, he's working for Kevin Feige. He's like, that was crazy to get reunited with him. But they only showed him key moments of WandaVision. He has not watched the whole series. They only showed him the important things. And he said they were writing the ending as they were shooting. They changed a lot of shit because not only was this supposed to come out before Spider-Man, it was supposed to come out before WandaVision, this movie. Mm. So a lot of last minute, I don't know how this is going to end up, but he's shooting things on the fly as they're writing them. Um, you know, he's talking about kind of the creative freedom, which will this be a Sam Raimi movie? Yes, sure. But still, again, you're going to have these little benchmarks. You got to hit these little landmarks. Uh, yeah. That I'm curious given. to see how much of his right? flavor is within him in the Marvel sandbox. Sounds like it's really scary. Like a lot of the horror element, he'll, he'll bring that. Uh, but yeah, no, he's just hired on. Like he came on mid production once they lost Scott Derrickson, right? So this isn't right. This is someone just picking up, trying to finish the job, but injecting his style, which is what we all want to see. 
Absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, there. I think what's his name, Sean Chandler. Yeah. Yeah. Made an interesting point. He goes, "Of all the things Raimi could be working on, Raimi looked at this script and went, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do this. Marvel. Yeah, yeah. That's that. That means something. So, so he's like, you have to kind of trust, hopefully, that his judgment. He's you know the great director that he is. That he's going." Okay, this is worth me coming back to Marvel. Yeah, but they had a guy that was doing it, and now he's doing it. So they had a lot of it kind of figured out, right? So I feel like he saw that he could add something to what they already had in mind. And um, I think that's what made it palatable for him. And hopefully it works out, because I want Raimi to be back in a big way. Me too, dude. Uh, And, you know, his aesthetic... I think suits the, this Doctor Strange and where they are very nicely. So yeah, he said he liked the first one, and he's watched the Marvel movies. So didn't watch all of Wandavision, but he's watched the movies. I uh, wonder if Raimi would make a Xena movie. Oh my god, with uh, Ted Raimi, you got to put Ted Raimi in it. Oh, will yeah. Ted Raimi be in this also? All right, keep an eye out for Bruce Campbell cameo, a Ted Raimi cameo, and Sam Raimi's car. Right, things to look out for. Uh so. Remember that we talk about Kevin Feige's planning the next t- 10 years. These movies come out in a certain order, but lately things have been shifted, juggled around. Is the order important? Is it not? I don't know, because Marvel announced that they're flipping the release dates for two movies next year. The Marvels and Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. All right. So the mm-hmm. Ant-Man 3 moves from July 28, 2023 up to February 17, 2023. While Captain Marvel moves from that February 17th date to the July 28th date. Now, that, fine, but I guess these the, or does the order of these movies not matter anymore? Or are they just adjusting on the fly? Did maybe? Captain Marvel really have anything to do with the continuity of everything? The first I mean, one? Other than introducing the scrolls, that's the only thing that was of, of value, right? Yeah, we haven't seen any scroll action since like Secret then. Invasion. They said they were going to do They're that. They're doing it. They're doing the show. That is going to be a Disney Plus show. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Does it have to? It could if it's taking place up in the up in outer space somewhere. I don't think it's. It, it probably, it's not that. Uh, I don't think it's major in continuity well their reason also is that ant-man is just further along in production and ant-man was basically done filming a while ago yeah i think that that's a slam dunk because the year you don't know what you're getting with ant-man also captain marvel the marvels has kamala khan you know and they we have we don't know how people are going to react to this kamala khan yet so they can take time to look at that well they they were struggling with this movie they first they they sideline Brie Larson a little bit and added two other characters right. that's making an ensemble cast. Yeah. Um, you're, you're introducing a character that they, was it supposed to be out already, Miss Marvel? Uh, maybe. I don't know. All the shows. <laughs> that's a great answer. The, I think all the shows have been like no, slightly Ms. Marvel at, at one point was supposed to come out last, like last year. I oh, think. okay. And it got delayed. So like uh, all of that stuff is probably a factor. So I don't yeah. know. It's probably a good decision. I think I, probably because if this one is done already, just fucking put it out. We get Kang earlier, so I'm excited. Ooh, geek boner, excited about that. Uh, and then last bit of um, MCU news. This is kind of big. We're going into this phase four, going into phase five. 
We've seen that they're working on a Fantastic Four movie that they haven't they announced. John Watts, who directed all the three Spider-Man movies, was going to be the director for the Fantastic Four reboot. Well, he's no longer the director. He's walking. They're parting good. ways. <laughs> good. Oh, is that a good thing? Oh, shit. Yeah, Maybe John Watts thing. doesn't do much for me. So, I mean, he's, he's competent. He does everything fine, but it doesn't stand out to me as um, great filmmaking. I mean, I'll I agree. Think, I, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. I think John Watts can, he can do what he's told. And I think he can, he can create somewhat of an atmosphere, but as far as visually, there's not a lot that's very stunning about his stuff. I think the biggest, the biggest thing that John Watts has going in his favor is he, he didn't screw up no way home. Yes. He like made it good enough so that people could go ape shit over it. Yeah. But that movie, as far as its style, I think the the script was actually like the second half of that script was really the winner in that thing. Right. I think that his strength is working with actors and and and, cre- and creating like a uh dialogue and kind of like a a fun yeah, like a fun back and forth dialogue, you know, cute stuff. I think he's good with that. He said he just needs a break from superhero movies after the three, and I don't blame him, right? I think out of the three, No Way Home, probably his strongest outing as a director. Oh, for sure. Right? Very competent. But again, like you said, a lot of that relied on, we have this nostalgia play. We got these people coming back. Like, If you really look at that movie, it's not the greatest film. It just has a lot of heart to it. It has a lot of heart. It has a lot of nostalgia. It has a lot of fun cameos. You know, you just kind of have to point the camera, make it look nice, uh, very basic. But he did it well. Yeah. I think the bigger issue is that this Fantastic Four movie, we've seen how not to make it. I think there's maybe one or two ways to actually make this work, and it's going to be really hard to find that. They've made this movie already three times, right? Or four if you count the Roger Corman. Yeah. All right. So they've already made this fucking movie. Like, I don't know. You you need somebody who's going to look at it completely different. And um, which I'll give Josh Trank credit for the first half of his movie. It was a little bit different. He was trying something different, but then there's a train wreck. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't give him any credit on that, but uh, <laughs> uh, like the, uh, Tim's story, like, like was, was, wasn't that far off either. I think it still had, it just was, the movie was just too small. You know what I mean? Yeah. Too small. And there was some, Bad. I mean, Jessica Alba is a terrible Sue Storm. Right, but she's still hot. Um, she's great. But, <laughs> look at yes. But uh, like Tim's story, kind of captured, uh, you know the the idea of what Fantastic, the essence of what it the was, family of it. He kind of captured a little he, bit. It just casting was bad. Like Doctor Doom was, and Doctor Doom was not cool. So I think no. that they screwed up those, and they they've gotten Doctor Doom wrong like every single movie. So I don't know what that's about. Well, the good thing is that Watts is leaving and I don't think, you know, they're probably writing a script or in the process, but there's, you know, they don't have a cast. They don't have anything. So whoever comes in can still kind of, kind of put their fingerprints all over it. It's not like they're, this isn't a Sam Raimi, right, Scott Derrickson, right. where the movie's already got a clean way slate. in motion. Yeah. There's, yeah. I don't know who, who can, who can take it. I think you need another director. Like, you know, this John Watts has the Spider-Man. Peyton Reed's has got Robert the Robert Zemeckis. That's who you need. Oh. You need it. You need, you know, Robert Zemeckis would be pretty That would be good. interesting. I don't know if they, Marvel would do that. Yeah. But that'd be amazing if they got Robert Zemeckis. You really need to double down on the family aspect right. of it. And I think, and I, 
I, I saw this from uh, Nando versus Movies, but I don't think you go to you don't do the Doctor Strange or Doctor uh, Doom, Doom thing right, right away. away. Yeah, yeah. I think you go some. I go. I think you go a different route. What about Brad Bird? Well, I was going to say, you want a live action Incredibles? Why not get the guy who did the animated Incredibles? That's not a bad mm-hmm. idea, Rex. Yeah, to do a live action because I feel like we already know what we're getting. The, but, yeah. But uh, at least you know it's going to be good. God, it's a tricky property, though. You got fucking stretchy powers that don't always look great. You know, is it a throwback to the 60s? Is it time shifted? Like, I there's something in that idea that's kind of neat. Can you make... It's, a, it's, it's, mm. a, it's the whole, like, somewhat dysfunctional but also super close family. Yeah, yeah. That's what it all comes down to. And you have to have a cast that has good chemistry with one another that you believe. You have to believe that Johnny and... The thing are always at odds. Yeah. You have to believe that the thing and 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 uh, Reed are, are the best of friends. Yeah, you have to believe that uh, and that Sue is actually a scientist and would be romantically linked to this fucking nerd Reed named Reed and, Richards. And she's the brother of Johnny, and they have you know they're siblings. Uh, you know what? The guy who did Shazam would have been a good fucking. He yeah, could have pulled it off, baby. I like the I like that guy. Yeah. the guy that did Shazam. That's a very similar vibe. It's a very similar vibe. That's kind of what you got to do, but it's just very tricky. You got to do like the. You got to kind of feel like I feel like you got to go and kind of like the Shazam vibe, where it's like kind of eighties. Yeah. Where it's that kind of throwback feel. But does that will that work in the MCU with the other? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it could. You know, and then you do you go like weird sciency with it. Oh my Spielberg god, that's, yeah, yeah, that's fun too. Like Zemeckis could bring that back to the future kind of flair. Oh, there's something there. They're gonna figure it out. Leave it to Feige. He's gonna have to figure this out. John Watts, he gone. What's Richard Donner doing? Is oh, geez. he's dead, isn't he? Is he dead? I don't think he's alive. Oh, fuck. But yeah, he'd, he'd, have, he'd have been, if he was, he'd be really old. Get George Miller. Is he still alive? George Miller do fantastic. George Miller's still George alive. Miller. Oh well, don't get George Miller. That would be the fucking craziest movie you've ever seen. That's nothing like... George Miller doing the Fantastic Four would be insane. Zemeckis would be awesome. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think that Zemeckis would be good. They'll probably... I don't know what they're going to do. They're, they're, Ron they're, Howard. They're hiring. Do you bring Ron, Ron Howard, Howard over now from the Star Wars? Uh, I know. I don't, I don't want know. the Ron Howard. I like Ron Howard, I like but him. I don't know. I want him for this. Like Ron Howard's like a Zemeckisy can yeah, get yeah, Zemeckisy. Yep. He could do the family bit and the heart emotion. Yeah, but like look at Solo. Like Solo was okay. Like, was yeah, good. but he came in like oh yeah. You, 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 have to met right. the, you have to have him at the beginning. That's right. He was. It the, was Lord and Miller were doing that. That's right. right. Yeah, he, he had to clean, had to clean that up. He had yeah. to reshoot the whole fucking movie. That's never a position that no. you want to be in. No, and you like, never want to fucking have sloppy seconds on a movie. And he put out a movie. You know, somehow. Fuck it. Just you know what. Joss, what are you doing? Come oh, back. Oh, shit. <laughs> Has it been long enough? Has everybody forgotten? Can we get Joss Whedon to come back oh, and do another Marvel it, movie? Let him know. Like, yeah, let him come back. Like, I mean. Give him the hardest thing. Like, look, you really want to redeem yourself. Listen, I'm making a fucking movie about a family. God damn it. <laughs> Keep it clean. Uh, he's always. Yeah, I'm going to fire everyone on this set. <laughs> I don't know. He's always, he's always made family type stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Firefly is, is right yeah. there. Dysfunctional family. Yeah. Dysfunctional family. Avengers is a, basically a dysfunctional team Absolutely. up movie. Absolutely. They'll get someone. Gunn could do it. Who? But 
Gun. Gun could do oh, it. Oh, yeah. James Gunn, he's busy. He's got the he Guardians. You can do that in his sleep. You yeah. need another. You need another fresh person who's not has done another. Well, Marvel that's the property. thing. They they Marvel's two routes have been someone that's kind of done stuff, or the the up and coming guy. Right. That's what they're. Well, you need things, a guy right? that like Raimi, who's like, he's kind of like. He's not able to just greenlight a movie anymore. Mm-hmm. Like he used to have that power, but uh, it, you know he's kind of fallen out. So like he's be more inclined to to join Marvel up with Marvel. Do you get Edgar Wright back? I feel like that's not a match either. Well, Edgar Wright no. wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do he, it. And he it doesn't be fucking right. want to do well, it. Well, Marvel's original, like before, like the first phase, they were kind of doing the the the. The back end director that was not what about able to Fabs? greenlight stuff. Fabs would be oh, good. Oh, John Favreau would do. I think he could do if a they, fantastic four movie. They can get Fabs back. They can get him back. Yeah. Well, see if he's, is he's if he's not busy with Star Wars. Yeah, he's running Star Wars over there. He's running mm, the Mando. That's right. What he could definitely hit that kind of flavor. Because I was going to say they were doing Thor's original Thor's casting or director was Kenneth, Kenneth Brana, right? And then Kenneth or uh, Captain America was Joe Johnston. So they were yeah. doing like the yeah. directors. Joe Johnston that could probably stuff. do it. He's not. Doing I was anything. thinking about Joe Johnston. And then remember, you got Louis Leterrier who did the Hulk. No, that's not good. That's not. Don't, <laughs> don't break that guy. But Joe Johnston's not. Joe bad. Johnston. What about a Joe Carnahan? He's another action guy, right? Yeah, but he doesn't know how to do this. Okay. No. All this, right. Well, he Joe Carnahan would be good for like fucking. Like uh, Punisher, a, a, yeah, Punisher. I don't know about you know about maybe Punisher, but like, uh, yeah, you want somebody who can get the relationship dynamics down, um, that can do action as well, and like yeah. make it theatrical. You want, you want. I mean, like as I said, Zemeckis would be the would be a great guy. Uh, Ron Howard could probably do it. James Gunn, uh, Joe Johnston, possibly. Um, I can't think of anything anybody else who's done really big movies that's still making movies right now that are that are good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean Brad Bird's an easy one too. Those are all um, great names. The, I still think this this uh, property is tricky to make. You know what's not tricky, listener, is buying a podcast H3 T-shirt. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's tricky. Oh, you're doing some Run DMC, you young buck. <laughs> <laughs> young buck Again, who's quoting 40 year old songs now let me just no. ask you that uh what's not it's tricky what's not tricky is getting some podcast swag from our team public shop visit jockinger.com slash shop you can get a hoodie better known as poop public poop, <laughs> poop night shops there <laughs> fucking guy see you're still bringing it up you don't like the joke but you're bringing it up it was a bad joke it was a bad joke i'll give it that much but there's good <laughs> merch over at our public shop with the rug boys face our logo Hoodies, tank tops, summertime wear, go out, promote the show, get it. Link in the show notes. Okay, last thing in the news, a little bit of sad news. This is the longest news ever. I know. We had a lot to talk about. Uh, we have to say goodbye to a legendary comic book artist and author, creator, Neil Adams, passed away, age 80, last week. Wow. Uh, and this is a big one, dude. This is a guy that's invented a bunch of, of characters, but literally changed comics that you know inspired creators on the artistic side and changed the content of comics on the content side lasting effects without him you never get frank miller dark knight you never get bill sinkevich daredevil 
you don't get these things. Rugs, what do you uh, know about the Neil Adams? What did well, Neil Adams is a guy who he was working in advertising and then he started doing comic books, comic strips, and he really wanted to do Batman, but no one would let him near fucking Batman. Anyway, so finally him and Denny O'Neill like, uh, got this idea to, to start uh, working on Batman, the Brave and the Bold. And uh, like everybody started reading that version of Batman because the other version of Batman was the kind of like the 60s schlocky, yep. you know, made for kids Batman. And then he kind of did his start doing his own thing on the Brave and the Bold. And so uh, they said, hey, why can't you do this on regular Batman? So he finally got to do the the, the flagship Batman uh, comic. And he started to make Batman uh, more realistic, back to his roots. Like he, he wasn't killing people like he was originally doing with Bob Kane and and uh, he was grittier he, and darker, yeah. dude. He's the guy that brought Batman back from the camp. If you read those early seventies, late sixties, early seventies Batman, yeah. they're so good. Oh my he god, did they're the, so good. He did that the Green Lantern and the Green Arrow yep. with, the, with the famous heroin cover, yep. heroin addiction, uh, and that changed. You know, challenged the Comics Code Authority. Also drew X Men, Fantastic Four, Avengers, oh, yeah. Marvel. Yeah, he drew X Men for a while. Yeah, no, this guy. This guy changed a lot of things. And he had his own comic book uh, label, Continuity Comics. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he left the comic book industry after a while and just started his a- an advertising illustration company. Oh. And he did that. And he just did conventions yep. to kind of stay in the game. But he was, like, kind of out of um, out of the business. Like, in the – I think he came back recently he did some uh more recent batman stuff and uh it's the it was, it, I, I bought it that covers paper, a lot of covers he did a lot of covers a lot of people met him at conventions and and just say he was the nicest guy anthony you, you read any neil adams are you familiar with the neil adams i've heard the name i'm not sure if i've read any neil adams though. he was famous for raja ghoul oh yeah so he created oh, okay. Rachel ghoul and yeah. uh john stewart green lantern that's right john stewart created both uh, of those important characters uh, for anyone, listener, go out there, find some 70s Batmans, find some Neil Adams storylines. You will not be sorry. Go read it. Remember the man. Prolific fucking comic book legend. He was pissed at uh, Marvel because well, he was uh, a pro creator rights, heavy pro creator rights guy. Yes. Yeah. And I, uh, he got a check from DC uh, when they made, when they, I think, I forgot what they were making, but they made use one of his characters in a movie. And they just cut him a check for a hundred grand, and yet uh, Marvel never gave him any money wow. for any of the characters wow. that he created. Wow! At least DC gave him something. That's the thing. Yes, yeah, something. <laughs> Jesus. So he's like, "Fuck Marvel!" Like they're a bunch of d- douchebags. No, there's still stories coming out. Like the guy who created America Chavez, we, we just like went out to say, like, "Oh, they never contacted me. They never come me. They didn't tell me they were doing this. They didn't come me a check." They forget about their fucking creators until later, and then they just give them a little credit at the end. The, I used to have uh, Neil Adams on my shirts. Oh yeah, like so I had all of the Batman shirts. Yes, like when when the movie came out, yep. a lot of those Batman shirts, a lot of those designs of Batman that they had on the shirts were all Neil Adams Absolutely. drawings. He drew some of the most iconic fucking Batman drawings, and I think they had those figures that came out that were modeled after his Batman too, with the long ears. So uh, yeah, he like he really. Uh, he he made Batman cool again. I mean, I think Bernie Wrightson was influenced by him because he would draw Batman with long ears, just like Neil Adams. And he, yeah, 
Right. He did make Batman fucking dark and cool. But he was a really good artist and, yeah. and um, yeah. really good anatomy and drama, storytelling. It was all there. This dude's like a legend. So yeah. um, check him out if you haven't. There's um you know there's Marvel and DC and independent comics that he's done so yeah that's you know, right rest in peace Neil Adams one of my heroes yes one of one of my heroes too legend with that we'll take a quick break play some promos and we got episode five of Moon Knight to discuss right after this after these messages we'll be right back hi I'm Eric. And I'm Aisla. And together we are the hosts of the Bicurian Podcast. Bicurian is our answer to the polarizing culture we live in. Tired of feeling under siege and looking for ways to get involved? Then come be a part of a different way of thinking. Everything from politics to geek culture to current events that polarize us as a society. We explore multiple ways of looking at things. Please check us out at Bicurian.com and follow us on your favorite social media platform of choice. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. That is by far my favorite because it's also character driven and the stakes are high and there's much more of a mystery and intrigue to it. A game like Wolfenstein, which people are saying are one of the most socially important video games of the past 10 years. Catch our shows on radio worldwide seven days a week or at any time on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts or on over 30 more podcast outlets. Listener, if you enjoyed this podcast, you should join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! Link in the show notes. You can support the show on a monthly or annual basis and get bonus content, get access, benefits. You get a RSS feed, an exclusive RSS feed with bonus content. The shows come out early. Instant reactions, post shows. This week, I did see the movie, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and I put up a quick review. More on that movie later. At the end of the show, it's a fucking wild movie. Uh, you also get Discord benefits. We do a monthly geek hangout just for our Patreon members. Uh, May's hangout will be tentatively Thursday, May 19th, 8 p.m. Central Time. And there's also a You Pick It tier where you can force us to watch and review any movie you want. Uh, and that's always fun. So... If that sounds good, you like the show, you want to give back, show your love. Show your love. Show your love. Join the fan club, joggingnerd.com slash Patreon. Let's get to Moon Knight. We are up to the penultimate episode. Oh, See, I, said I love it. a good penultimate I love episode. a good penultimate <laughs> episode five. Here's your spoiler alerts. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. This one titled Asylum, uh, directed by Mohammed Diab. This week, Anthony, what happens in Asylum? In Asylum, we are going through the inception levels of Mark Spector's consciousness as he tries to deal with the fallout of him getting shot and potentially trying to get out of the hole he's in with basically either going to hell or heaven or back to earth. But to do that, he's got to confront him and Steven have got to confront their past and really reveal everything to one another for themselves to get out of this situation. So it's a it's a tour. It's an introspective episode, similar to a lot of the penultimate episodes yeah. that we've seen from other Marvel uh, yeah. Disney Plus shows. Episode fives. We talked about how episode fours end on a big twisty something or other. 
the episode fives generally deal with the b- trauma or in the character's in terms past. Of or, or right, the penultimate. Uh, you go back into the past. There's always a connection to the past, uh, and they've done the same thing here. And kind of look, man, this episode's crazy. They're on the fucking uh, boat on in the Egyptian underworld. The duat, all their memories are there. Uh, and it's in a super emotional origin story, kind of a clever way to sh- finally show us Mark Spector's origin. Anthony, what did you think overall? And I'll wear it that we're at penultimate. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I, uh, I like kind of the introspective episodes where they can really dive into the character and you kind of learn more about the why the character the way is the way they are. This was sort of somewhat of the origin story for him absolutely yeah they told it in episode five so i liked it i thought um i thought the 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 interplay again i think oscar isaac's doing really a really good job oh my god switching between all the personalities and this is one of those episodes where a somewhat imaginary character i put that in quotes yeah you know perishes and we're all like oh damn i wish I wish that character wasn't leaving us. So we'll we'll see where that goes. But I like overall. I, I really like the episode. The only the only drawback I had was there were some very obvious uh, green screen green screen used in this episode oh. that was very obvious to me and was kind of distracting really? at times. Oh I yeah, I did not. Uh, that didn't really bother me. That's interesting. I'm trying to think. But other than that, Whoa. I thought it was I thought it was a fun little episode, and I thought not fun. Actually, it's not a very fun no, episode. It's it fucking... kind of a darker episode. But I liked the the tar writ, and I liked the. I just like the way they set it up, and, and I like I like when Marvel goes a little crazier than normal. Yeah, and this one was a lot crazier than they normally go. I mean, lots of trauma and pain in this Phase Four of Marvel in these shows, at least already we have seen in this one. Oscar Isaac, fucking killing it, breaking down and crying as two separate characters, and you buy both of them. You know, he is so good, and yeah, it's not only an origin for. Moon Knight, it is an origin for Stephen Grant himself. Rugs, what did you walk away this episode feeling? Confused. Okay. A little bit. All right. Not like a lot confused, just like certain things I didn't understand. Like, for example, I don't know why Stephen Grant was was invented to get the beating and then not remember it. (laughs) That one was a little weird for me. I didn't understand Like, Okay. (laughs) And then, you know, and... Tarot is not supposed to be, that's not her job to be, uh, escorting the dead. You know, that's, so that's some, that's someone, that's Osiris's job or something, you know? Mm. Um, so like, I don't know. It's like, uh, I, I'm a little confused about why things are, maybe it'll be revealed at the end. Um, they alluded to Jake Loxley, but where did they, we see the Jake Lockleys? I think there's when, a few when, spots. Yeah, he when he has a broken nose. Yes, yes, and right in the he's beginning, he's talking differently. Yes, yep. he has like a kind of a he's kind of got a more of a seedy accent. Um, yep. He uses a third accent occasionally. Yes, so uh, we get to see a bit of him there, but they didn't really go into that no, yet. I was surprised. I thought we would get more and, third um, personality. The thing that bugs me is that. The next episode is kind of like that's it. We have to yeah. stop. We have to yeah. now. We have to now figure out, you know, what Ethan Hawke is doing, and why. Like Amit, he he can, you know. So this is what's happened. So, um, Kanchu is in that fucking statue. He can't do shit, right? Yep. 
because he's a statue. They got to free and, him still. And Amit's also a statue. So why can Amit use her power? Well, Amit's on Harrow. It seems like Harrow has freed Amit because you see when they're going through the underworld, there are souls falling down. And Tarot says Amit is. No, no. But this whole time he's been able to do things with with Amit locked up. So now that we know the rule is if you lock up a god, they can't help you anymore. Well, I think the the thing that the that cane that Amit the cane that Harrow has, he always says this is a sliver of Amit's power. So I think that oh, cane okay. was probably the the vessel for so him is to there, access is there that. A, so is there like something like that that we can use for Kanchu? Perhaps. And then you also see that there's a dead bird bones yep. as they're walking yep. into the cave. Yep. So then I'm like, okay, maybe this is a fa- this whole thing is a fabrication. I think how he sees Kanchu is a specific to him. You oh. realize at, at the end we only see Kanchu when you see Mark's origin and he he accepts. You know, we find out Kanchu's been manipulating him the whole time. We're there to see the inception of Moon Knight, and then until then he's just a statue talking. Then you see the version of Kanchu we've seen, and I think that's tied to he stepped on uh, the dead bird. You know, so the important beats to remember is we learn about Mark had a brother named Randall. That's like in the comics. In the comics, Randall goes bad and becomes a supervillain as an adult, and Mark has yeah, to kill him. That's true. Here, Mark, is it's not his fault, but his mom blames him. His brother drowns in the cave. So that we also see that he is Jewish, like in the comics. Uh, and then we realize that his mother, for the rest of his life, treated him like shit, blaming him for, which was rough when she's just screaming at him like, this is all your fault and his fucking shiva. And then the birthday scenes where she's giving him shit. I'm like, God damn. That ultimately leading to the creation of Stephen Grant, which Stephen Grant witnesses. So now Stephen knows that he's the made up one. Fucks his whole world up to realize he's not the original. Uh, I, I was I was a little. I mean, I I like that he created Stephen to escape the pain. I just maybe I, I don't. I just don't understand the 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 mental illness part of it and how it actually the the mechanics of how it works. But I just was a little confused that he would. Get yeah, he would still mom. love his mom, even yeah. though she, he was there for the beating. Well, I mean, right. he does. Say, How does he not remember that? Or does I, he yeah. just, or does he just? I don't know. That the, the I just the mechanic. It's hard or for he, me to wrap my head or, around. Or maybe he sees reality completely differently. That's the so, only thing yeah. I can think of. Yeah, he says, "I, you know, you had a childhood where your mom loved you and didn't beat you. I gave you that." So he's letting. But then why would he flip himself to? Steven when he's about like, to get beat. Yeah, maybe he switched back to Mark for the beating and then flip back. I don't know. But uh, that, yeah, I don't know. But that trauma, maybe also that trauma is just blocked and Mark is forcing Steven to remember his mom a completely different way and he's blocking the trauma. Well, absolutely, yes. You that's know? the point of that. So, but all this fucking, wow, dark, heady shit and then at the end, you know, it's great. Steven does help Mark fight off some of the undead as their scales never balance. Even though Mark is showing Steven everything. He's revealing that, oh, you got to mention a Bushman. He's revealing that, yes, I was there. You see Layla's father, and he tells them that Bushman went too far, shot everyone, shot Mark. And so you get a Bushman mention, which is crazy. And then Steven also. Is it crazy? No one knows about Bushman. Nobody knows about Bushman. <laughs> if it wasn't for Russ. <laughs> it's crazy. If it wasn't for rugs, we, I wouldn't have known about Bushman. 
No, you said they weren't going to use them last episode. You thought you read somewhere. Yeah, that's true. I, I was like, oh they shit, they said Bushman. But then Mark, uh, Stephen ultimately saving Mark's life ends up falling off the boat into the sands of the underworld and freezing up as a stone. But he's not real anyways. He's not dead. No. He wasn't real to begin with. I think he's not dead. That per- part of his personality might go for a bit, though. So if Steven is out of the picture, Jake Lockley probably will get stronger. I was really surprised that we didn't get more concrete. See, I something. thought the reason why they couldn't uh, balance the thing, because they all three hearts had to be there. And they that's what I thought, too. I thought they needed uh, three. But as soon as Steven gets knocked off, turned to stone, the fucking scales balance. And the next, the last shot of the show, it's crazy. It's Mark in the field of reeds, the, the afterlife of Egyptian gods. And he's just standing there. And I'm like, what the fuck? fuck is going does on does he need to, does she say that he needs to see osiris to go back up to- well so this is what happened they were taking they were, she was guiding the boat towards the gates of the uh, hell uh but then she turned the boat and she's like right. we have to go to osiris's gate it's the only way back so Tauret essentially you know goes rogue and is going to help them get back so then why do you think they're at the reeds i don't know I no, am, no, I'm saying, why is that? Why do you interpret that as the reeds if oh, he's just if she turned it? Why? Why don't you think that they're with Osiris at that point? Because I end? think once the scales balanced, maybe he got zapped right away where they were going. I don't know. They were at Osiris's no, gates. They were there. She does tell them they're dead. They have been shot. They need to be healed. Right. You know, right, and right. and they, and he's created this fucking mental institute out of his well, own the, imagination. I, the way I framed it, or the way that helped helped me kind of frame it, the Ringerverse said this, yeah. and I, I'm stealing it from them. But they were like, "This is basic." They they frame it as when they're on the boat, that's the most real. Like that's actually what's happening. Okay, on the outside, and then of when the they're boat. in the the second level would be when they're going through the memories. Yeah. Okay. And then the darkest level that he keeps falling back to, if he doesn't under, can't put it all together, is the asylum because he can he can the asylum is the coping mech is the organizing what, the, principle organizing principle yeah. that he uses to make sense of all of it is I'm just crazy yeah he goes you're insane that's why we're here yeah. we're insane right uh, I love how he calls him Ned Fl- he goes love you Tash it's very Ned Flanders and I love how yeah Jake is there with Harrow and then the next time Mark is there with Harrow and then the third time he actually gets to talk to Stephen. Right in the doctor's office, I thought that was very interesting. And then this question Harrow asks is amazing. He goes, "Do you think you created Steve to hide all the awful things you've done in your life, or do you think Stephen created Mark to punish the world for what your mother did to you?" I was like, "Oh fuck!" And then we find out. We find out which way it is. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Fucking deep and dark, dark episode. I liked the uh, the part where Marks goes. He's talking to Steven on the boat and he goes, Kill the hippo. Yes. That, that was his that was his solution to it's it. Like let's, there's two of us, take, one of her. <laughs> commandeer the boat and kill the hippo. Kill the hippo. He's <laughs> like, we can't kill the hippo. The hippo voiced by Antonia Salib and it Tower it was really funny. She's like, was Them's the rules. Voice. Yeah, great voice. It's like what a contradiction. It was from, animated pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. actually I was surprised how well it looked. How looked how good it looked. So the, green, the, the green screen when they're outside on the boat, is that what bothered you? Not only that one, but the one where he's outside of his mom's house after the after her when he can't go in for her shiva. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Very obvious green screen. Oh yeah, but then that moment, and that's a real location that like they could have filmed in Chicago. That's true. It's don't. just a street set. You can find a set. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he says it's, he's in Putnam Medical Facility in Chicago, which I believe is from the comics. But, dude, these two moments. First, when Stephen is with Dr. Harrell and he freaks out because he tells him his mom. Like, he tells him, you, you don't know your mom's not alive. And Dr. Harrell's like, let's call her. We'll call her right now. We'll get her on the phone. He's like, don't. He's like, she's alive. And he's holding up the phone. He's like, you want to talk to your mom? Here you go. And then he just looks at it. He's looking at the handle, the receiver, and starts crying and realizes his mom is dead. I was like, oh, my God, so good. And then they follow that right up with drunk Mark walking away from the Shiva and breaking down in the middle of the street. And then Stephen consoling him, telling him it's not your fault. You were a child. And Mark's like, I, I shouldn't have taken him in there. I should have been with him. I was like, it's very good will hunting. Very good will hunting. But it's Oscar Isaac. Just fuck, dude. Man, he's acting his ass He's off. acting with no one else. He's yes. acting with himself, and that's why he has to be commended. He did a great job. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, he's carrying this whole show so you much. You forget that he's not, like, in when he's probably acting, he's got to act with a stand-in Absolutely. there that's not going to act yeah. the way exactly he would want to act against yeah. himself. It's just like on that show, Orphan Black, where she played, like, seven clones of herself, and you'd see four of her on screen. You forget it's the same person, Tatiana Maslany, playing all of them. They become two, like, distinct characters so i i liked the i liked when he's at the shiva at the end and you know then they say that that's when their lives started bleeding into yes, one another yes that moment it's just I, that's another one moment though where it was hard for me to wrap my head around because i was going so when he turns into steven again how does steven explain that he's in chicago how does steven wake up to him and go man how the fuck did i get to chicago that, you see that where he's just like oh no it happened again where am i and he calls his mom he's like i don't know where i am i don't know Steven just gets used to waking up in fucking weird places, Different but places. that would have been like the one of the first times. But he he's had to have been Steven long enough to establish a career and like oh god, not a career but a job in a in a, a place in England too. I'm just I'm just trying to wrap my head around yeah. the logistics of him switching back and forth all the time. Yeah, don't think about it too much. Yeah, I'm not going to. He's <laughs> starting to hurt my head. But it's a real disorder. So it's it like, is a real for, disorder. But everything I've gathered, they've been pretty they've been pretty good about. Um, being accurate to what how it would Where be you like you can't literally just wake up in some someplace else uh, a lot of it's apparently caused by trauma in your childhood yeah 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 so a lot of questions answered still a lot to wrap up so before we get into what we think we need in this last episode i will tell you that the the next show the runtime of the final episode <laughs> is now going to be uh 48 minutes hmm. uh no hmm. hold on 42 minutes. Wow, that's it. It is the shortest finale yet of any MCU show. So here's the thing. I know we've been, I've been saying that they didn't have a ton to wrap up, but this episode didn't wrap up much. No, they still have, what do they got to wrap up? They still a bunch of things. So are we running into another issue where they have too much going on for the last episode? You've already said that, right? There's no way they can wrap this up unless it's like all in its head. And everything I've uh, everything I've seen online is this is not a series that's going to be a season two. This is a mini series, meaning it's only one season. Well, there was something where they changed the word series finale or, or season. They changed the word season finale, series finale to season finale. Maybe there'll hmm. be another. I think they're still making this up too, as they're they're going to see how this goes. But yeah, it's forty four to forty five minutes. There's still a lot to lock, wrap up, right? There's still a confrontation with Harrow, ultimately. If he's the big bad, that's got to go down. Well, you know they're going to go and have more than likely a big CGI battle because they haven't done that yet. 
and there hasn't been a ton of Moon Knight. Right. So but they also have to wrap up some of the other, you know, the Jake Lockley parts. I would feel like that's a big thing. So how he gets out of there, how he gets out of where he's at right now. You want to make predictions? What do you think is going to happen? Well, do we want a big CGI battle or do we want a conversation episode or a balance of the two? You know, like Loki gave us that great conversation episode. What do you think happens? Give me like the the bullet points. What do you think is going to happen? Well, I already saw a a preview for the last episode. For the finale. So Mark Spector is not dead. Moon Knight is going to come back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can guarantee that. So we'll free Conchu will be free at some point. Right. Somehow he's going to get out of there. Free Conchu. Uh It appears Harrow has freed Amit, and maybe there's chaos now on the top side. There's a shot of Harrow at the top of a pyramid, Moon Knight at the bottom, and then they run up and they run towards each oh, that's other. Oh, like that Harrow that he's running at? Oh, yeah, diagonally uh, over the pyramid. About to like fight yeah, each other. Yeah, that looks cool. Which looks actually kind of cool. That looks With the moon in the background. There's some purple energy uh, streaming from somebody in this promo. Moon Knight flying around. So big. So yeah, there's gonna be some kind of battle. We they need to add more Moon Knight. Spin Moon Knight, not Moon Knight heavy. They will kill Harrow because they love to kill. Oh shit, villains. So okay, oh, so shit. So Mark Spector g- goes to the afterlife of the Field of Reeds, which is the heaven of whatever. Um, Osiris allows him to be healed, right? Wait, one one thing real quick. Anyone find it odd that a Jewish guy would have an Egyptian heaven? Huh. <laughs> that is a, well, it, I know, know that would be like <laughs> they enslaved us. And now we're going to go to their heaven, too. Listen, he had no choice. He was dying, and Ganshu was there. What are you going to do? No, you're my, your heaven's my even heaven. Even Tarot says the, there's many versions of the plane. She even says there's the ancestral plane, yes, which she is Lucifer the ancestral Panther. Plane. Yes, that was a which, which she's, yeah. What I thought she was getting at is heaven is, what, if there is a heaven, then you would interpret it the way you've believed heaven was always going to be. I think that if a god, like, takes over your body you yeah, might be good. inclined to like to, to embrace their heaven you gotta go it, with it. or yeah you just well, you're probably in, your belief system has got to be a little bit challenged that's, by that that's true that's that's a good point yeah i just was like this is weird he's there's clip now they're clearly making saying he's jewish and yeah. he's in an egyptian heaven <laughs> yeah the, they were at it's, war for a very long time oh absolutely <laughs> and they still don't really get along too well think about it no but hey, he saves your life. You're in his servant. That's, That's true. where you're gonna go. I like how the- I feel like there's more to my, mind there too. If yeah. you really wanted to get deep with it, yeah, that you have an Egyptian god controlling a Jewish man. Well, they yeah, they kind of just briefly like the, the the Judaism parts were just there. They didn't even really deal yeah, with just it. Matter a of lot. fact, oh, yeah. he's Jewish. Uh, yeah, it's different in the comics. I was reading a little bit about the comics. The reason he uh, st- starts to have his DID disorder is because there is a, a Nazi posing as a rabbi that fucks with his head that he used to look up to and he finds out this guy was a Nazi and he was hiding out and that starts to make him fracture as opposed to his mom's abuse which is what they've done here I mean, it's a little different but the the origin part was very similar like the actual him getting shot at the statue yeah I think that was like straight out yeah so they close. took a little liberties um yeah, I will. They stick the landing. Will it be satisfying? It is a little disconcerting. There's only one forty-four minute episode left. Where, I wonder right. why they do so that. What are the things they got to do? Number one, they got to you know, he goes through the gates. He gets reborn. Now he's got to deal with Layla 
Yeah. He's got to deal with Harrow. Yeah. Yep. He's also got to deal with another personality of himself, more than likely. That we have not uncovered yet. Throw right. him in late in the game. What if they just decide to like not address it at all? Which part? The third like, personality? Yeah. I feel like the astute observer would be like, "There's they've been clearly building to a third personality. It's something that you would need to address. I think there's probably a segment of the audience that hasn't picked up that there's a third personality. No, and you got, you got to bring Stephen back. People love fucking Stephen Gray. Is he really dead? He's not gone. Like, I, I would be very upset. You got to bring Stephen back somehow. <laughs> well, he can't die. He's not real. He's not real. He can't die. Just fucking make him up again. Like, if Steven lives, I mean, if Mark Spector lives, Steven lives. Also, is any of that actually happening, though? But we talked about reality. Like, what is happening? Like, this is all in his head. This whole Egyptian underworld thing is in his head anyways, or is I it? I think the Egyptian underworld is actually happening. That's actually happening. We are right. in the realm of the Egyptian gods. A lot of gods. Okay. Okay. Well, they did the thing, though, which they Disney Pixar loves to do, which is they kill the imaginary friend. Right. Oh my God, they do love doing that. Yes. That's that's a big that's a big yep. thing. That's, they do it in you Toy saw Story. that in uh, Toy Story. You saw that in uh, Inside Out. Yeah, you saw yeah. that in uh, the latest one we reviewed a couple of years ago with the Jamie Foxx. Oh, and Soul. Yes. Soul. They, yeah. they kill the imaginary friend. Oh, they kill the one you love. They kill the the, the personality aspect or the imaginary person. That's a good in point. You. Oh, they might leave Stephen dead then, fuckers. Because I saw a poll online was like this a top five imaginary friend. I kill. saw that too. Yes, and they, <laughs> I saw that clip. And it's definitely up there because <laughs> I felt it. But he does felt, he, I was like, no. But does Mark Spector need Steven anymore? Well, that's also a good question. He's already cracked like, the thing. What, what was the function of, of Steven? Steven was there to have the good life. Right. But also right. he had the Egyptian he's, knowledge. He's exposed, the knowledge. he's exposed Steven now to the fact that his life wasn't good. So you're right. He doesn't necessarily need him anymore. No, it's true. Yeah, that version of Steven is forever tainted now. And, so. and it ends... Steven's version, Steven was always kind of letting life play out in front of him and not really taking charge. And he dies by trying to save Mark. Yeah, by actually doing and something. Actually, yeah, yeah, doing something. Yeah. Going, he goes out a hero, man. That's it. If that's how he goes out. Fucking him with the bat was great. He's just fucking baseball batting his fucking undead souls. It was fantastic. Uh, I found this interesting article. Apparently, uh, this was uh, uh, divulged on the Ringers podcast, House of R. They had mm. uh, head writer producer Jeremy Slater on, yeah. and in another world, this would have been a very different show. They were actually going to have Echo and Bushman in the show, and it turns out Jeremy Slater really wasn't too excited about having Echo, and just by luck, the producers came back to him. They're like, oh, wait, we have this show, Hawkeye. We think she would work better here, and he was like, oh, thank fucking God. <laughs> Because it, the Echo definitely worked better over here. I don't know how you shoehorn the Echo in this one. Yeah, but they, it's a good choice. Yeah. So then I'm still not even fully sold on Echo as a character. Right? Me neither. <laughs> like the thing is, I don't even really, really know how Moon Knight fits into anything. That's also a good I, question. I just think that the whole the whole allure of of Moon Knight is that it almost doesn't exist in the Marvel universe. It's its own thing, you know. Um, it's just weird when you try and. Like where does he fit in with the rest of the Marvel universe? And will it tie do anything to tie in? Like I love these weeks where we have a finale of a Marvel show and then a fucking huge movie coming out, just like this week. We get episode six, we get Doctor Strange. Will there be any connection? I don't think so. Well, I think they're definitely I don't want to say definitely, but I think they are on track to do this Midnight Suns thing. Okay. 
where it's all the evil, not evil, but all the, the dark heroes blade. Yeah. Yep. Maybe exactly. So I think they're already building towards that. And I think that's where this character will eventually reside. I mean, I definitely want to see more, you know, I don't want this to be the last of Moon Knight, just regardless of how the, it ends. I feel like we haven't gotten a lot of the Moon Knight, but we gotten a lot of his backstory and his trauma. Which is good. I, I don't need it's a ton Mephisto. Of it's Mephisto. It's Mephisto. I pulling the fucking. I saw horns on somebody. Well, there's been a lot of complaints online that this isn't. I mean, you, I think we talked about it last week that it's not a superhero show, really. It's not. We're not getting another ton of Moon Knight. So, is it a good show? A good show overall? I think it's a good show overall. I like it. Yeah, I like the show. Like where I think it's interesting, yeah. and I think it's well acted, and yeah. I think that that's really what carries it. Mm. Uh, the acting is great, and just the whole situation that they've concocted of this multiple personality thing and that mystery behind of what the hell is going on. Is this real? Is what what the fuck are we? You know, it. I, I hope that the problem is with these kind of things, like Lost and all these things. These kind of like, you know, figure it outy type yep, things. Yep, yep. You know, uh, they often don't land it. Well, yeah, the answer isn't always good as figuring out what the question really yeah. was. So mm. there is a chance that it's going to probably um, leave people wanting more. I, mean, I guess with just forty-four minutes can it be enough with what they got left? No way. I don't think. I don't think, I don't think so. it can be. We've seen it. I mean, we've seen it in the past shows. Uh, the, yeah, the, how these things have ended. So. Eh, we'll see. At least they've taken us into like kind of a different, different territory, different aspect of things. Do they not know that it's that it's not enough? Like, do they? I don't know because it seems like you could attack down a couple more episodes of this thing, and I would have been all right. Yeah, or they did a lot of wheel spinning in this show they did, too. Like, you know, and it's like where the plot doesn't advance, like multiple times, right? Like Conchu's been in stone for like two episodes now, right? So, right. I don't know. I don't know. All right. That's good. One more left. We'll be here for it. Let's find out what the listeners thought of News from the Nation. It's time for News from the Nation. It's time for News from the Nation. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. That's a very bassy one. It was like a very bassy, re- echoey one. I like it. I actually started before the even, even I heard it was a pre-fart. Pre-fart. Uh, so this show continues to keep audiences kind of split. Uh, it's very interesting. I see this all over the internet. I see this in our Facebook group. For example, Chris Williams, his comment on this episode simply color me unimpressed. All right. right but then, wow. then you get Jesse Rodriguez. His comment, hell yes, yes, and more yes. Wonderful character development of a Marvel character and understanding Mark Spector. This episode was fucking excellent. He says, yes, I would like more Moon Knight, but at this point, the deep dive into his character might be one of the best. And then you have David Zika commenting, nothing is grounded, so nothing matters. It could all be hallucinations or computer simulation. If they dig too deep into mental illness and get away from the Indiana Jones or superhero stuff, it's just a repeat of Legion, which devolved into a hot mess. Yes. All right. Then you get Lisa Morrison. <laughs> I really enjoyed this episode. I'm loving this series as a whole. Definitely top three of Marvel TV shows on Disney+. Plus. Uh, and Blake Braden also. I'm rather enjoying the series. He says, I was not satisfied with the first episode, but Marvel has done a superior job at making a show where you don't need to see a quote unquote superhero in costume all the time to keep the audience 
captivated. Very intense, emotional, hit some nice swerves as well. Then he asks, have we had a Marvel superhero in the MCU that's actually been shown such a dark backstory? Abuse like that, mental and physical, I don't think has been seen on an MCU screen, right? I mean, I can think of Jessica Jones, but that's not MCU. Right. It reminds me a lot of that trauma. Wanda. Oh, Wanda's trauma is, is very evident now after WandaVision. That was pretty dark. And, uh, I think Bucky's had some pretty bad trauma being a, a vessel for killing right. people oh, that's, without having yeah, any control yeah, over it. Yeah, and having to remember all that. But yeah, I mean, this one's pretty... This one's up there. Might be probably the darkest I mean, also of heroes. animated, but the Doctor Strange Supreme, that was fucking trauma. Right. Trauma yeah. watching that shit. Jesus. So, yeah, it's just... I feel like in this well, phase... James Gunn. I'm not James Gunn. Uh, uh, Star-Lord. Yeah, oh... Yeah, is that dark? Well, it's kind of dark. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, he finds out it. his dad gave his mom cancer. Right. That's pretty, but it's done in such a lighthearted, <laughs> pretty dark, but it's so colorful and jokey and yeah, lighthearted. Yeah. They're playing catch. I mean, his, his dad's basically been it. going. Yeah. his dad's been going around fucking planets, fucking women. Yeah, and then seeing that, oh, these ch- my children don't have the uh, the celestial gene, so I'm going to murder my kids. And then he just destroys the planet, moves on to the next one. No, he mur- he murders. Oh, he his does kid. kill kid, kill the kids yeah. if they don't have what it takes. Yeah. you got to have the yeah. genes. Right. So that's pretty dark. I've also noticed like this phase, like all the you know, the most of the characters, they're all from this like new phase four, right? There's a lot of pain and trauma in phase four. Right. Uh, I think we'll see more in Doctor Strange. Uh okay, Justin Zwerner back with another Would You Rather. We love these. Would you rather have telekinesis, which is the power to move things with your mind, right? Or telepathy, which he clarifies the power to read and control minds you guys think about it here's how the vote broke down in the group kelsey carter voting telepathy alice mcpike voting telekinesis saying telepathy is inherently unethical chris williams also voting telekinesis then i can choke a motherfucker from across the room it's a good reason blake Braden also telekinesis the remote always seems so far away (laughs) but then we have wes cranford voting for telepathy Joe Henry, 100% telepathy would be very useful. That is a split vote, 50-50. Rugs, what say you? Ethics is a construct. It doesn't really (laughs) exist. Good and evil are just something that we made up. Okay. So uh, telepathy. You're going telepathy. Oh, Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to be God. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Anthony. I would have said telepathy, but I actually, Alice McPike appealed to my emotional side. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm going to go with telekinesis because I am now, because she said that, I now think eliminating someone's free will and being in controlling them would be, I would, I would, I would, but at some point I would look in the mirror and not recognize myself and be like, you're an evil bastard. I, I would also go with telekinesis because telepathy is a slippery slope. If you can't, if you're able to read and hear everything everybody's thinking and you can't turn it off and you have, no, that's the best that is thing. fucking dangerous. That's the best thing. It's just, no. I think it's at, at some point I'd be like, fuck, this is wrong. Yeah. But and knowing that would be such a fucking burden listening to that. But you don't have to do yeah, anything. And you I, probably turn yeah. it off. You don't have to listen to if everyone's pain. You can pain. turn it off. Like, you don't, you don't have to use you it. You, you would. You can. You would all the time. Do you really want to know what people actually think of you? I don't I, know. I think that, like, what I would do is, <laughs> like, yeah, I'd solve a bunch of problems, first of all. I I think it causes, ultimately, ca- causes reverberation problems. What? What do you mean? Like, 
forcing people to do something is going to have like butterfly effects. Oh, you're going whack next level. Down I was line. thinking at some point you would ha- the stress of reading people's minds and then doing something about solving it. I think at some point yeah. you would break down. Yeah, it would corrupt like, you. Whatever. I mean, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. clearly. I, I'm just. I'm. I. I. Yeah. I would totally no use scruples. it. I'm moving I mean, shit look, with your I mind. Do, cool. I, at this point in time, you know, in the world that we live in, where we're deconstructing everything, and that every, you know, that we we're realizing that this experience is completely concocted by us. Yeah, it doesn't really matter, right? Is isn't that what we we're talking about here? Yeah, now moving shit with your mind just seems a little <laughs> bit easier and cleaner. It's a lot, like a lot moving of responsibility shit, what, over there. What are you gonna do with those powers? What are you gonna move I mean, with your mind? Fun. You can move a lot. Imran's gonna do less. No, because like, let's extrapolate. Why would telekinesis be better? I don't think it's better. Like, how do you use it you without hurting fly. people? You can fly. You can float yourself so everywhere you, you want to go. So you would fly. Okay. Imran would move then, that mace around his head without using actually moving it around his head. <laughs> would you start like I'd a moving company? My, like, what would you do? Oh, like, would you be like, yeah, you, oh, you, you could, just you could start a moving company? Be real. You quick. just yeah, you just start moving people's furniture. Like, what are you doing with those powers? You could be a superhero. You could save the plane is falling. You build fucking, stuff. You maybe. Build stuff. Uh, yeah, you'd be cheap labor. Hmm. What would you do? So with, you'd basically be someone's like hump. You'd be just doing well, everything. What do you do with telepathy rugs? I just said I would fix everything. Okay. Just m- fix everything. Make people be good. No. <laughs> Not be assholes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> good question, That's though. A question. Lot, lot to, I would have think about until there. I heard Alice's response. Yeah. I was on the fence, but I, I'm going to go telekinesis. Telepathy, I could definitely. Uh, I would have my way. I would. I would. I would. I'd slay if I had telepathy. That's so it would be like imagine <laughs> imagine you're like Purple Man, right? Like, wouldn't that get boring after a while? Like, you can just tell everybody. everybody well, just you don't to have you to do. be like, like. Guess what? Just because you have telepathy doesn't mean that you're an automatic asshole. Yeah, or Charles Xavier. Like, just because you have money doesn't make you automatic asshole. You can be but, an yeah, asshole. Yeah, it seems to go hand in hand with. It. Just because you're good looking doesn't mean you're an automatic asshole. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Shut up, Andrew. That's all the evidence. I, I don't know what it's like. Right? Um, <laughs> don't so, break the anyway. fantasy. All right. Good question. Let's finish up. What are we watching? Anthony, you watching anything? I'm still on the 80s action tour. I owe Ooh. everybody some Patreon reviews that I'll do at some point. But the latest one I watched was last night. I watched Above the Law. Go. Oh, which shit. was Steven Seagal's yeah. first movie, and it happened to be in the eighties. Oh, that's his first and, one, yeah. Yeah, that's a interesting. That's not a great movie. <laughs> I don't know where that if that'll end up there. The only reason it should is because it's Seagal's first. But yeah. All you have to all you have to do is Google or YouTube Steven Seagal running. Oh, that's the clip. And it's in this movie, oh, God. and it, oh my god, I, I've never seen a man run like that before. Yeah, bad running is always a good treat. Oh, he runs. I don't know what's going on with his gate. Is There's it as bad as Ezra Miller's running? Or it's I mean, it's the I think Haley it's the worst Steinfeld? running. It's the worst running I've ever seen. He needs Tom Cruise's running coach, and he's strangely skinny in this movie. <laughs> yeah, skinny, and um, his hairline is going. Oh God! And yeah. then his hairline suddenly gets way better in the, all the other films. Oh, interesting! It, yeah, it's a strange movie. Mm. Sharon Stone, Pam Greer, wow, uh, Henry Silva, I think, is in it, and they're all like great actors. But then this movie has like not enough Aikido. They didn't know what they were doing with him yet, so it's like Steven Seagal's trying to act, but there's all these way better people around him. 
but they don't use those other people, so it's just him acting, and then they're not enough Aikido. So, oh, God. Interesting movie. All right. Set in Chicago. Yeah. Oh, cool. Mm. Yeah. Seems to go, baby. Let's go. Uh, what, was there another one? What else? That was it. That was That's all it. I've okay. seen this week. So. Well, Rugs, I think we watched the same movie this week. We did. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Anthony, have you seen this trailer? Have you heard about this movie I've at all? I've heard about it, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, the lady from... Uh, Shang-Chi, isn't it? Mich- uh, Michelle Yeoh is in it. You also yeah. have... It's right. It's brought to you by uh writer-director team of the Daniels. They're called the Daniels, Dan Kwan. And the Russo brothers. And produced by the Russo brothers. The Daniels yeah. previously did Swiss Army Knife, which is another... Swiss Army Man, Swiss Army which is Man. Fucking, Sorry, yes. a fucking crazy-ass movie. About a farting corpse. It's a yeah, fucking it's weird great. movie. This movie is fucking trippy. You also have Kei Kwan, who you may remember as Short Round... From Indiana and Jones Data. and Data from Goonies. Yeah, he, he does a great job in this. He's movie. great in this. He took a break from acting for a while. It came back. Also, James Hong, who's been acting for fucking decades. Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, I don't know. Rugs, can you describe this movie? This movie is hard to describe. Well, okay. So uh, what seems to be culminating as the worst day in this woman's life, uh, you know, she's a mother. Uh, her business is going bad. Her elderly father is moving in, moved in with her and um, she fucking hates her dad and her marriage is falling apart on this kind of like day that this is all happening. Um, her, another version of her husband comes and basically puts these things in her ears that allow her to slide between different uh dimensions you would say well, or parallel universes parallel universes Anthony, that's you know better. the theory yeah. where every choice you make it splits yeah. off and if you had done something different you had a different yep. timeline right so that's yep. what they're dealing with here so she's in the jumping into different it's kind of like the matrix yes. she could jump into different lives that she lived and uh whatever skills that she gets in those lives she can absorb them and use that and bring them back to yeah. the and use them in the other universe. So, hmm. and she could also see into her life what it was like. So, she could see what her life was like without her husband. Yes. She could see her life if the world fucking evolved out of different uh, beings yeah. instead of uh, Homo sapiens. It's so trippy. Hmm. Uh, it's like, so trippy. It's really trippy. And but then um, ultimately, it is a story of like Chinese American immigrants coming to this country, dealing with generational biases, like how her father treats her. She never did good enough. And then her daughter is also uh, getting distanced because she's being raised in the West. So I really related with this immigrant family upbringing. And it's ultimately a story about a mother connecting with her daughter uh, and trying to be the best version of herself or that they keep saying in the movie, nothing matters, but the movie really, the, the message is everything matters. Every little, every little decision matters. Yeah. I, I would recommend experiencing this movie. It is an assault on the senses. It's trippy as fuck. It, uh, it's well done. It has, makes its rules. It follows them here. Let me do this. I did this in the review and it's kind of fun. You know, you've seen those memes where it's like, uh, co- spoiler context out of context images for things where it's like four pictures of things. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, you can't put them together. So for this movie, here's your spoiler out of context images. Picture this in your head and everything bagel, the Disney movie Ratatouille, uh, hot dog fingers, 
dildos are in this movie and things going up people's butts. All right. That's all, all those things are in this movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my God. Oh yes. There's a lot of, uh, fucking crazy shit that I didn't think I would see in a theater yeah. or, uh, uh, yeah. I really, I mean, I really I've seen it. people get slapped in the face with a, a, a penis before, but I, <laughs> what did, I was not expecting it in this movie. What did you think, Ruggs, especially since we're coming up to a big movie that's going to be dealing with multiverse fractures, right? This one handles it very thoughtfully in a different way. Yeah, but- I feel like, I feel like that uh, I liked about 77% of this movie. Okay. And I thought like the 77% of it was brilliant. Like, I'm talking, like, brilliant, brilliant. Like, the shit when they're rocks. Oh, my God. Yes. That is scene fucking is amazing. amazing. Yeah. It's, I'm like, it's, and it's it's hilarious without any audio with captions, right? And yeah, it's really it, funny. Like, they went there, and they did that, and I was like, oh, wow, this fucking director's got balls of steel. But the movie, doesn't it make you think of, like, your life and every decision you may or may not have no. made? No, it made me think about it. <laughs> Like, if what if I went this way? What if what happened no. if I went that way? Like, I found myself thinking about that. I mean, shit. There's so many other movies that do that, yeah. too. But like, so I, I, you know, uh, what the the thing that I really was the as existential thing, I guess. Yeah. Not so much like the different versions of myself and whatever. Um, it was just like, OK, we exist and there's uh, multiple versions of of everything but at the same time you're living in this one right you can't worry about everything else you got to be fucking living where you are like you can't so um and that's what needed to be fixed ultimately Uh, you know that's the world that's the universe that matters the alpha universe that you're in fix your timeline yeah yeah fix your timeline fix your shit um but i did think it was very brilliant movie i think that with the action sequences were fun I think uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was great. Oh, there's also Fanny Pack Kung Fu. This is fantastic. Fanny Pack Kung Fu. Yeah. There's a lot of memorable shit yeah. in this movie. Yeah. You're not going to walk walk out of this movie and be like, never think about it again. No, it sticks with you because the movie ends and you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? Holy shit. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> it's crazy because remember how everybody was talking about Parasite? Yeah. yeah. But nobody talks about it anymore. Yeah. Because what's really memorable about it, besides like putting, g- giving the lady the uh, stabbing people at the end, yeah. I don't know what's the most memorable thing. This is a sci-fi movie? parasite. It's kind of like based on the same kind of themes, right? But then takes this crazy fucking science fiction middle turn and gets so imaginative. Well, yeah, you're talking about like yeah, what it's yeah. There's these the Asian influence and like, what does that mean? Uh, eats me, eats meets West, yep, you yep, know, yep, uh, yep. all that's the clash. Like, that could have been a white family that they used, but I love that it was a Chinese immigrant family. Yeah. It adds more texture to it. Well, f- just for the martial arts alone, yes, it, then you get that, it, yes. it, that works better. Yeah. And a lot of the mysticism and a lot of that stuff is in, involved as well. So, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. I, as I said, like, um, I do feel, um, I do feel like some of the stuff with the bagel and the daughter didn't really work for me until the end. And then it does, until it, the rock part. Yeah. I wasn't liking the whole daughter thing. Yeah. It just, I, that didn't work for me for some reason. Uh, it does drag maybe a little bit in the middle, but um, yeah. 
I mean, it's it's not perfect, but it's very. I thought it was. Very I feel close. like they could have probably. I think that they were too stuck on that, and um, and, and there's so, there was something more to be mined there. Still, I recommend this movie. They made it for twenty five million dollars, and like the effects look great. Looks looks great. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It is very. It's brilliant in so many ways. It's very original and clever. Um, you'll definitely. You'll definitely remember it. I don't know if you're going to like it. I can't guarantee you're going to like this movie. Yeah. Like, I, I can't make a hard, like, you're going to fucking love it. Some people will go and watch this movie and be like, what the like fuck am I watching? You will remember it, though. You'll be like, it is a mindfuck movie. One of those great mindfuck yeah. movies to be added to the list. All right. So, okay. Good stuff. I watched something oh, that else? was also crazy. What's that? I watched In the Line of Duty 3. What? Wait a minute. Is, what the fuck? is that Clint? Isn't Clint Eastwood just the original one? No, that's in the line of fire. In the line of, fire. In the line of duty. <laughs> All right. You said so, duty. So uh, <laughs> Michelle Yeoh um, did a movie called Yes, Madam, which uh, she was in with Cynthia Rothrock. This is an 80s movie. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, in the line of duty three is the sequel to that. The third sequel to that. Yes, Madam which they gave it a different title. Basically, it's just they got this woman who kind of is Michelle Yeoh-like. Okay. To be like the new karate, the new, it's like the new karate detective. And um, so the, the beginning of the movie starts out with this jewelry robbery. It's a Chinese film, right? Yes. <laughs> Let me just tell you this beginning scene here. So there's this like a uh, fashion show. Where this uh, a jewelry designer is having this big like presentation, like all these jewels are laid out, and these two uh, Japanese terrorists uh, crash this thing and steal all the jewels. But they literally, it was like, remember, like when in the Matrix, when Neo and Trinity went into the fucking that they went into that building and started blowing like everything away. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it was like. They they literally like like just body count just laying everyone to waste. Nice, and I'm like holy shit, and um, and they steal all the jewels and whatever. And so this this ignites this whole movie of like the Japanese guy who has to come and like you know because this happened and they have to he they're chasing him into into Hong Kong. They've escaped into Hong Kong, and then this woman police officer who was like a fucking ninja that could just beat the shit out of anybody is him and team up to try and get these, these two, uh, these two, uh, terrorists. And, uh, there's some really great karate action in this, but there's also a fucking love scene. That's so crazy. So the terrorists, um, they just pulled off this jewel heist and they're all like amped up. And so I see like, you know, there's a, the woman on the bed, and I'm like, oh, this is a Hong Kong film. Nothing's going to happen or maybe so, something will happen. And she slits both of their wrists, oh. starts licking the blood. Ooh. And then all of a sudden they're naked and having sex. Like, And it's like goes on for like a long time. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? What movie am I watching? <laughs> I did not expect this. It was like came out of nowhere. But then I was like, yeah, but I just watched like a like hundred people get mowed down, like with squibs, like b- shooting blood everywhere. Then bat an eyelash, so it was like weird that violence is completely fine, but boobs, <laughs> no boobs, boobs and blood seemed weird. But yeah, yeah, it's a very, uh, ins- it's very crazy film, and uh, 
I watched it today and uh, thought it was very, it's on Prime, very entertaining. Prime video from 1988. It's not a good movie. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to say it's a B movie. It, you know, but it was entertaining. It, 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 there was a lot of flying around. At the end of the movie, they, they do a lot of like, you see like the male stunt man that's supposed to be in the girl's clothes. A lot of that. There's a lot There's of five of these, on. by the way, in the, yeah. in the line of duty movies. Well, the first one, Yes, Madam, Duty. with Cynthia Rothrock and Michelle Yeoh is fucking classic. Okay. It's like a classic kung fu movie. So, uh, all right. Good kung fu shit. Oh, that's from 85. Yes, Madam. Okay. That's on Prime, too. Oh, you got to pay for that. Uh, all right. Good stuff. Check all that shit out, listener. Uh, we're done for this week. Remember, Moon Knight, Episode 6, Doctor Strange, go see it. Sequel, Multiverse of Madness. We talking about it. Can't wait. Rugs, where can the listener find you online? You could find me at the House of Musk oh. at Really Rug Boy. Use your nose. You'll find yes. him at Really Rug Boy on Twitter. Link That's in right. the show notes as well as links to everything I talked about, how to support the show, how to get in touch. Share the show with your geeky friends, listener. Spread the stupidity. Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. Oh my god! <laughs> 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 balls was hot. Jogging nerd!